I just slipped through an exam, and you're listening to a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. Right now, I'm joined by Jeremy and Dylan, a.k.a. The Upbeats, Morena. Kia How are we both today? Yeah, good. Good. Yeah, the sun's out in Wellington. It's nice. Nice. Yeah. I'm the reflection on my back of my room. Sun's out <laughs> yeah, yeah. Le- level three, takeaway time, perhaps. Oh, for you guys. <laughs> oh, you're up in Auckland, Jeremy. Yeah. yeah, I'm suffering. <laughs> oh, suffering oh my from my own cooking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, album number six, Not Forever, is out now. I listened yeah. to the record and I hear something new and fresh from you, but I couldn't help but be drawn back to your self titled debut and Big Skeleton, um, the, your first two okay. LPs. Um, how you kind of genre bend or meld the genres, um, you know, or or just change directions completely. Uh, you're forever known as a drum and bass duo, uh, but I think you know Upbeats has been a lot more than that. Um, you know, I think you're quite multi-genre in my eyes, uh, and you've yeah. kind of shown that on this record again. Well, we have very we have very broad tastes in music, and we like to explore as much different kind of avenues as we can within our production and and so even though we've we've always been known as a drum and bass duo we've kind of railed against that a little bit and <laughs> always ought to be known more as a multi-genre just general well, a, um, yeah. producers yeah general electronic music yeah yeah, yeah. Like yeah what... drum and things. well actually like that that whole album uh Aside from one song, it's all written at uh, drum and bass speed. It's all one yeah. seventy two, but or one uh, one seventy realm. Yeah, aside from one uh, skit, the boss court skip. So it's still like it's. I think you know we always feel like there's a lot of room to explore in in that yeah. box in the drum and bass box. But whether that's whether it's, yeah, whether it's one seventy or eighty five or forty two, <laughs> whatever like yeah. quarter time tune on the album. <laughs> There's a water time thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I've always seen you as multi-genre, and that first record uh, and, and the second record as well um, really reflect on that. So, yeah. um, and, and, and while there is elements of the past, it's very present record, uh, and the present is very strange and odd and unknown with COVID, um, but also in that scene that you're kind of in the drum and bass scene and everything, it's vibrant. Uh, it's alive and it's really happening uh, and you've released and written a record at a time where the world is turmoil yet uh, drum and bass is on its you know on this big wave again um, how did you approach making this record well initially I mean like the first talk about the record probably happened like summer of 2019 before everything was about to you know turn to custard and uh, I was back for a tour of here. I was based over in London at that point. Um, since moved back, uh, and yeah, we kind of thought about doing something a little bit different and really focusing on like this kind of songwriting aspect, mm-hmm. and doing an album that was a bit of a sidestep from you know our normal sort of drum and bass, mm-hmm. or not our normal, obviously, but you know most of the like kind of rollers or more standard drum based sort of tunes that we're known for mm-hmm. uh, and then of course like 
you know, February, March, it all started going tits up. Um, and yeah, I was back in London at the time. Jeremy was in Auckland and we kind of used the time. It was quite a, you know, we had to figure out how to work with this distance yeah. um, and write an LP, yeah. you know, on well, the other side of the world. That's it, because normally we'd be able to, like once every four to six months, we'd arrange a time, whether it was Dylan coming to New Zealand or me going to Europe, we'd always have scheduled studio time coming up. So we'd always be writing stuff separately, but we hadn't had to like, we we had a system so that we could finish things remotely if we had to, but generally we tried to finish things together. Mm-hmm. And so with COVID happening and with going into doing an album, it really forced us to get a good foolproof system so that we could properly collaborate online which was one of like on top of the fact that we wrote an album i think that's the the other strongest thing most positive thing for us that came out of it is that now we really have our our system sorted for working together online yeah which is awesome it is a lot of mornings and evenings that you know yeah pushing into each other's days and like yeah in 24 hours but it was great it was almost like a rolling yeah 24 hour switch off (laughs) one of us would work through our day and then hand over to the next person to the other person who would continue working yeah so would you do like 8am listens together um, from each side of of the globe um, and and the next person picks up 8am on your side and then it's 8am on their side next not quite that regimented but yeah 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 yeah. along those lines (laughs) What what do you mean by not forever? Hmm. Uh, well, it comes from the title track from the tune, uh, from the album, uh, Not Forever. Uh, that one was just like a lot of the songs. It's really open to your kind of interpretation. Like, yeah, pretty. It's pretty loose. At the yeah. time, like it was written, it wasn't definitely wasn't sort of like COVID times or you know. But it's also uh, a little one bit of, one of the earlier ones, so yeah. But it's also a little bit of like a there's a, almost a little bit of like moodiness or sadness in that title, and that's something that we always kind of look for in our music, and that's something that we're drawn to in other music is a kind of moroseness. Yeah, but it's, it could it could also be positive though. It's not yeah. just, you know, COVID things, not forever. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can take from it what we want. Another yeah, exactly. which which is um, how music should be, right? I mean, you can yeah. have your meaning to it too, but you also want your fans to be able to take whatever they yeah, want from sure they, yeah, from everything. Them, yeah, exactly. Yeah. From it. yeah, there's a ton of appearances on this record. Um, how do you how do you create a track? Um, you know, w- when you're going to have a vocalist, do you make something specifically for a vocalist? How do you plan it out? So with this one, we tried to change the way that we approach doing things with vocals. We wanted to we wanted to be to have vocals as quite a strong focus on this album. Mm. And in the past we've always written pretty pretty complete songs and then given it to a vocalist. And that doesn't allow necessarily that much freedom for a vocalist to explore because a lot of the melody, a lot of the space is already filled in. Yeah. And so with this what we tried to do was do some very, very bare bones very simple a lot of space sketches so that vocalists had a lot more freedom to kind of explore 
with harmonies and to kind of create your own melody stuff that we can then write around. We wanted to try and kind of change the way that we worked around vocals. So with this, we to start with, we created a big pool of sketches essentially that were quite simple. And then we gave them to a bunch of different vocalists and said, if any of them grab you, then please go for the gold. And chances are we'll end up writing an almost new song around whatever you record anyway. So <laughs> have at it. Nice, and um, the list of, of guests is pretty impressive as well. Uh, and you can't really go past um, Joe Dukey, really, uh, in terms of, you know, Kiwi musical royalty, um, an yeah. absolute legend. Um, but you've you've also got people like um, Sylvie on, on the record, um, Alan Nelson, and yeah. uh, a couple um, from overseas that I had never heard of before, but have put in such a great, um, such great work into the tracks. Yeah, well, with uh, yeah, the Joe Dukey thing is pretty amazing. That's a bit of a coup for us, mm, like, yeah. um, and fairly sort of uh, far into the piece. And like Jeremy met him on a plane, on a one-off, <laughs> thing, you know, on a way to a show, and yeah, yeah. got chatting. And then next thing you know, it was like, oh yeah, do you want to do you want to do something? And like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, I mean, even though it's great. I love how things like that work, and, and they do kind of work like that, right? Because everybody assumes everybody knows each other, but that's not necessarily the case. And when you meet each yeah, other, totally. sometimes, um, you know, and because we are, it's, it's a small country, but still, um, and you know, you fan out on each other, and and, and then yeah. you know, chances are you, both of you have wanted to work with each other anyway, um, and it can be as beautiful as just bumping into someone on a plane yeah exactly but also like so much of it came down to him even putting the option out there because we're quite bad at asking for things (laughs) (laughs) you kiwis we've always been kind of like we let we hope that things will come to us and opportunities will present themselves but we're not necessarily that good at like going out and trying to actively make these kind of things happen and so it was very fortuitous that what was probably a passing comment on his part leads to this happening yeah nice nice um production wise again um how do you approach the record you always want to push yourselves but how do you uh i mean how did you push yourselves this time around obviously i know there's there's a difference in terms of um distance and, and things like that but what other ways did you push yourself on this record so Dylan mentioned earlier that we, when we started going into this record, the concept was a, more around songwriting. Yeah. And so normally, traditionally, of probably 90% of our drum based tracks, we would start with a, a drop and it would, like the song would live or die based on whether or not it had an exciting drop. Mm-hmm. Whereas this was the opposite. Almost all of these songs started as melodic sketches that didn't have a drop or didn't have any of the like the traditional bones yeah. of what makes a drum and bass track. Yeah, it was yeah, the trouble was about trying to capture the feeling. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, like it's funny, like a lot of this was written without us touring and playing shows and, well, me especially, um, and not being influenced by weekend to weekend, like trying to please a dance floor with a big moment or a if you know it was quite a lot of it was very like you know in the studio and very much like about creating 
moments out of the songs as opposed to moments like sonic moments on a dance floor and things like that which a lot of drum bass is real like it's pretty much all about yeah 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 that's right and and before we talked about um you know things being for people to take their interpretations from and and for a lot of time dance you know edm producers dance music producers and whatnot you you do create music for the dance floor and for the audience Mm -hmm. and sometimes you kind of lose yourself that way because you're not necessarily doing something that's true to you and i'm not saying that's not that is the case but sometimes it can be the case um yeah yeah yeah. so you've kind of gone back and and did this record for yourselves and challenge yourself push yourself right i think this is the most like self-indulgent not self-indulgent slash (laughs) honest record that we've done in a very long time where it's like this is what we want to hear that's not we're not thinking about making it because we think this is what other people want to hear or what other djs want to play this is the thing that we want to hear within this ecosystem Mm, mm. And, I, and I guess that's what you know drew me back to those first two records, and it was probably the same way there too. Yeah, yeah, very uninfluenced by anything. Like there was, there wasn't really this pressure, like uh, to live up to anything. Then you know, on those first records, where it was just like, oh well, you know, yeah. having some fun. This is what mm. we do. And yeah, mm. quite sort of like innocent times. I mean, yeah. <laughs> young, <laughs> young guys. <laughs> yeah. Going oh. in then, yeah, as you kind of get further and further into the piece, it's like, yeah, there does become there is a lot of pressure to live up to things and to, you know, of fans' course. expectations and yeah. Mm. And I, I can imagine there's going to be some like negative uh, uh, fallout from doing this. You know, I think one thing that's great though, and looking back, like of having the album finished and having it released now and kind of getting to look back on it a little bit is thinking like if I listen through it um, there's no there's no songs that are like cookie cutter upbeats tunes there's no things that I'm like that I feel like you'd listen to and go like oh yeah that's a that's just a standard them writing music in their sleep it's like everything to me at least feels like it's a different exploration of a different thing for us yeah yeah which, totally. which i think which for me at least looking back on it now i'm like yeah I, that's exciting to me because it's all feels like it's all challenged every song's challenged us in a way every song's individual on this mm. record yeah yeah um now you had a tour plan and i assume that's probably much gone out the window um yeah. uh, which is a shame and horrible especially because you're both in the country um but I just wanted to mention one thing about the tour, even though it's going not going ahead, and I know it probably will eventually. It will definitely because it yeah. was, you know, the Dunedin show was an SBK presents. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how important is connects like that and the cities you go to 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 the group and like people like uh, like Christian and and whatnot. Yeah, massively important. These yeah. guys like this. I think for drum bass in New Zealand, this kind of like these crews SPK and you know um, Breaking Beats in Wellington and Gareth up in Auckland Tony Christchurch and stuff like that these these kind of like bedrocks of the scene are so important to where it is now you know I know there's lots of big like fancy shows and huge promoters coming in but the scene was really built on like these guys doing their thing and it's cool to be able to return to doing things with them and like their love and the attention that they put into 
doing the shows. I think also that's a big part of how we've managed to have such a long and healthy career in New Zealand is that we've built these lasting relationships with these promoters that we trust and they trust us and we keep on going back to because we've built that relationship and that's so important and as Don's saying like the scene will expand and retract and these are the guys these are the promoters that like they have poured themselves into the scene they're not fly-by-night promoters they're they care about this music they care about drama bass they're not gonna stop if it's not the most popular thing they're gonna be there through thick and thin and that's why those guys are so important to drama bass being being as amazing as it is in new zealand Mm, yeah totally amazing um you know sbk has been around for yeah yeah i remember listening to tapes back in nelson in like probably 2000 hearing about these guys and being like whoa these guys are legendary Mm. hopefully one day we get to play for them (laughs) that's the thing right that's the thing yeah Yeah, go see them at the flat club fat club good times yeah Uh, Yeah. um amazing amazing right so the record's out now not forever where can we find it all streaming platforms the internet's everywhere yeah the usual spots not on CD unfortunately a couple Mm. of people I think I think that is being done on CD really? I think so I could be wrong there for some reason it's on vinyl yeah yeah great put it on cassette I think these days actually I I lie it's on Spotify it's on Beatport it's on iTunes I don't think it's up yet on YouTube or SoundCloud but will be in the ne- within the next week I think yeah yeah and hopefully we'll yeah. be able to get some vinyls at some stage yeah. um, brilliant well hey thank you both for joining me an absolute pleasure once again thank you yeah 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 I really enjoyed that and uh, really enjoyed the record uh, full of surprises um, but that's what we want yeah but I felt a lot of you two in the record. Um, not to say that I haven't in past records as well, but I could, yeah. you know, I could feel that this you had fun with this one, you know, and, and you poured yourselves and in, yourselves into it. So that's great. So um, well done. And um, I guess for break, taking a brave move, if you want to use that word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, um, well yeah. done. Uh, thanks for, well the done time. for being self indulgent. Gotta be. You've gotta be. <laughs> Totally. Uh, right. Uh, well, once again, thank you so much for joining me. Um, have a beautiful um, level four up in Auckland for you, Jeremy, yeah. and uh, enjoy some takeaways, Dylan. If you, yeah, it's, if you're so yeah. inclined. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. was a Radio 1 91FM podcast, but find more at r1.co.nz.